This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Laugh it up, fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Here goes the last DJ. another brand new episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Tuesday, November 10th. We are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. Still joined by my co-host, Mr. Tony Sanfilippo. Tony, a little bit of a uh, NyQuil hangover, but other than that, how you feeling? Yeah, feeling, uh, feeling better getting past all this uh, wonderful crap. Uh, I guess what, bitch? <laughs> Coronavirus! Yeah. It sucks, um, but uh, got uh, I got some tea. That's I don't good. Drink coffee, but I got some tea to clear the throat. So it should be a good, uh, good show. Had a uh, I wouldn't say a great weekend. It was a lot of sleeping and resting and getting better. Um, quarantined in the house, so didn't do much. Uh, How's your weekend? Uh, well, uh, if you folks didn't notice, obviously uh, we were off yesterday. We decided to take the day off. I helped my grandmother move. Thanks, the maker. Right. <laughs> Saturday helped my grandmother move and uh, just moving a lot of furniture and stuff. And I have uh, fibromyalgia. And so uh, Sunday and yesterday, I was just feeling it. I was in so much pain. Could barely get out of bed. Decided, you know, we're going to take the day off and not do the show. But you know what? We are back today with a brand new show and looking forward to entertaining all of you. So, uh, yes. speaking of which, let's go ahead and kick things off the way we do each and every show with a question from my co host. Tony, you saw the Borat movie, Borat 2. What did you think of it? It's, a not, uh, it's not nice. I don't like it. It, was, it had funny moments, but overall, very bad movie. I agree. It was. Uh, you know, again, it had those moments of hilarity, but overall, not the best. You know, it, it, I don't think it had the same effect that the first one did, where nobody really knew who he was, what the character was. Now it was just a little overplayed. Well, Giuliani sure as hell didn't know who he was. No. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. So if you, if you guys are watching that, want to watch that movie for the whole creepy Giuliani thing, you just go to the end of the movie because that's where it is. Yeah. Very end. It's like the last thing on there. So let me ask you this. Uh, by watching the movie, did it happen to order any sex toys for you? No. <laughs> no. Man, I don't like because I like a sex time, but I didn't order the toys for the Mike Pettis. Mr. Mike Pettis. <laughs> 
Well, luckily that wasn't the case for you, but it was for this woman. A woman says her Amazon Alexa ordered three sex toys after overhearing Borat do it on his new film. Katie Brown, 26, was charged $107 for three erotic fleshlights. <laughs> her brother, Bobby, 25, claimed her voice control device had uh, perked up while watching Borat 2. Sasha Baron Bobby Cohen's... Brown? <laughs> no. Was it his prerogative? Was her last name? It is Bobby Brown. Mm -hmm. Look at that. Yeah. Sasha Baron Cohen's comic Kazakh character tries to order three fleshlights with an Alexa, but instead receives the rubber played things. Artist Katie says, my Alexa was next to the TV. When she went off, my brother knew it had happened and came to me um, to check. I was in stitches, but then I thought, wait a minute, $107. I need to cancel this as quickly as I can. She got a full refund and stopped her Alexa from making orders. Katie of Milksham Wilt says, my advice would be don't put your Alexa next to the television. It's a lesson learned. Amazon said when customers order using Alexa, the item will not automatically be purchased, but rather added to your shopping cart. So uh, yeah, you know, if you are uh, listening to something, watching something and they say, uh, Alexa, order fleshlights, just be careful. And if that triggered it, nice, then uh, let us know. It's a sexy time. Katie Brown, she likes the flesh a lot. <laughs> I dated a girl named Katie Brown back in uh, junior high. She was cute. This Katie cute Brown's girl. cute, too. You know, she's yeah. she's Irish, too. So, uh, you know. Irish, hey. You should reach out and, you know, to her. Ironically child. enough, Katie had a uh, half-brother named Bobby. So. No kidding. And, yeah, Bobby actually listens to the show every once in a while. So if you're watching, Bobby, hello. Very cool. Well, folks, we have a great show lined up for you today. It is Tuesday. Let's talk about today's show, shall we? This is Taco Tuesday. I'm glad you played that. I don't know what day it is anymore. I know. It's all a big blur. <laughs> so it's Tuesday. I was waiting for it to say the third day, huh? When? What? Ooh, Ooh you're jumping day. ahead, Tony. You're Hell in for yeah. a world of hurt if you think it's Thursday. Yeah, no. Not so much. Well, on today's show, as we do on Tuesdays, we have Animal Tales, sponsored by Rough Riders. We have Babysitting hor Horror Stories, Babysitting Horror Stories. Babysitter is not a whore, but <laughs> horror. Our call-in topic today is Door Dash Disasters. We mm. have a segment called You Do What? We have This Day in History, and up next, Tony is here with the entertainment news. Folks, don't go anywhere. We'll be back in just a few. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Tuesday, November 10th. Now, we have a thing called the Phoenix Line. It is a 24-hour day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line, giving you guys the opportunity to chime in on anything whatsoever. Maybe Alexa accidentally ordered a sex toy for you. We don't know, but you can let us know. The number for the Phoenix Line is 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855 336 4973. All we ask is that you keep it entertained. We will compile those together and put them out in a future show. Now it is the second segment of this show, and that means Tony's here with the entertainment news. 
Good morning, everybody. It is Tuesday, November 10th, and let's roll on with the Filippo Fast Five. So over the weekend, uh, Jeopardy host Alex Trebek uh, sadly passed away. The TV game show icon, admired by all, is gone at 80. He had battled stage four pancreatic cancer. Um, Alex Trebek continued filming new episodes of Jeopardy until October 29th, meaning there are still several new shows left featuring the beloved late game show host. The last episode featuring Trebek will host, will as a host, will air on December 25th, Christmas Day. Sony Pictures Entertainment, which produces the syndicated series, has not announced a new host yes, uh, yet. Um, definitely a sad, uh, you know, we knew it was coming, unfortunately, right. at some point. But, uh, you know, I think all of a sudden it was, you know, it just kind of happened. And he kept working through it. So Yeah. I, with everything that was coming out, he was saying that things were getting progressively better. But looks like they turned for a war, uh, took a turn for the worse. Boy, words are hard today. It's not even Wednesday yet. Um, yeah. But uh, the only redeeming factor is that he will meet his nemesis, Sean Connery, somewhere in the afterlife. So Yeah, absolutely. I can't believe they went all within a week. I know. That's crazy, right? It was definitely crazy. I'll get you, Trebek. <laughs> Take anal uh, bum covers for 400 400 uh, A Bloodshot sequel has been announced with Vin Diesel returning to star as the regenerating super soldier hero. Strong rental and home sales for the original Bloodshot led DMG Entertainment to greenlight the sequel. Um, that's cool. Did you get a chance to see Bloodshot? I haven't seen it yet. I haven't either, but uh, that's cool. It gets a sequel. Hopefully it'll actually get to be in theaters, uh, <laughs> especially if this... Uh, uh, vaccine gets approved so which uh they that's not part of the entertainment news but um it's about 90 percent ready or it's 90 percent effective almost ready it's 90 percent so, something it's, yeah so hopefully that'll come out soon uh rampage director brad payton and dave batiste are teaming up to produce a big budget sci-fi fantasy movie called universe's most wanted which is slated to go into production spring next year um the only worry I have is Rampage on there. That movie was terrible. It was not great. But Dave Bautista's a lot of fun to watch. Even that uh, kids movie he recently did, My Spy, watched it with the, the boys, and it was entertaining as hell. That's good. Yeah, Bautista's fun. He's he's like The Rock. The good. They make some pretty good action movies, but every once in a while they put a clunker of a film out. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, Nine Inch Nails were inducted to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame this weekend. Other artists included... Um, and this year's Rock and Roll Hall of Fame was the Notorious B.I.G., the Doobie Brothers, Whitney Houston, Depeche Mode, and T-Rex. My beef with that, uh, they should just not call it the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It should just be the Music Hall of Fame. Bingo. Yeah, there's no reason that Notorious B.I.G. or Whitney Houston belong in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. But they do deserve a Hall of Fame designation for the overall music For pop but, and rap yeah yeah it should yeah they should just get rid of that whole rock and roll thing and just strictly the music hall of fame i agree it'd be perfect because there's too many weird bands that go in but congratulations to all those yeah. definitely all worthy um and then foo fighters debuted shame shame on saturday night live it's off their new album medicine at midnight the band's 10th studio album which will arrive february 5th 2021 and that was the, your fast five. It wasn't very fast, but <laughs> it was uh, the somewhat fast but, five. Uh, it's, but it's okay, you know. 
zoomed right into the entertainment portion of there things. So the this week's box office report, as there is still a box office, believe it or not, uh, uh, had 10 films in it this week. So that's good. So we do have a top 10. Coming in at number one was Kevin Costner drama, Let Him Go. Um, not sure what it's about. My sister was telling me she wanted to go see it, but it ended up uh, pulling in $4.1 million to take in the number one uh, spot for the box office this weekend. All right. Come play the horror film with the kid in the iPad that can see little monsters and stuff. Uh, drew in a 1.7 for number two. Brings it to 5.6. Come play. Let him in. Let him go. The uh, War with Grandpa still pulling in some money at number three, 1.5. Its total is 13.4 at the box office. <clears throat> Honest Thief, a.k.a. Taken 7, <laughs> 1.1 million, so it's up to 11.2. Tenant uh, is up to a total of 55.1 million box office total. Toy Story re-entered the uh, top 10. Um, it was number 6. The Empty Man, never heard of that, came in at number 7. True to the Game brought in 0.27 million. <laughs> at uh, number eight, Spell, number nine, and the New Mutants still alive and kicking with point eleven million, no bringing kidding. its total to twenty three point five million at the box office. So they're definitely pulling at strings to keep it going. But hey, there's ten films you could go to the box office and see right now. Better than it has been. Yeah, it really has. I've never heard of some of those movies though. Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> true to true to the game. It wasn't even just true to the game. It was true to the game too. I didn't so, realize there was a first one. All right. Yeah, if you missed the first one, well, the sequel's out, baby. All right. I couldn't even tell you who's in it. Nope. Uh, Jurassic World Dominion wraps up an unprecedented 18 months of pandemic era production. Uh, the third film in the Jurassic World series and the sixth Jurassic Park film overall um, is all shot up and and it did an unprecedented feat per deadline. 40,000 COVID tests, millions of dollars spent on protocols, and the cast and crew isolating in a bubble for months. And director Colin Trevorrow remarked regarding the rap, there are a lot of emotions. I can't put into words. It has been remarkable. Our crew and cast has been so resilient. All producers have worked around the clock to make this the best it can be it is very inspiring so um the movie yeah which will unite uh, the, all the jurassic park and jurassic world films including chris pratt bryce dallas howard omar Sy, laura dern jeff goldblum and sam neill is going to release june 10th 2022 uh, but that's really cool during this uh, pandemic and how hard it's been with protocol social distancing wearing masks yada yada the fact that they finally got this thing wrapped a big budget blockbuster that's pretty damn impressive yeah they've been working at it for a while obviously it had to be shut down for a period of time and then they had to figure out how they were going to go back and, and deal with you know the way the world is right now and looks like they figured it out got it wrapped and now it's just time for post-production just special effects and editing and music and all that stuff so that way we can actually hopefully see it come june 2022 yeah well, and that's the great thing. So for everything that's been bad this year, I think the uh, movie theater business will definitely pop next year 
Um, provided they don't shut down, if they could just hang on a little longer, right. they they do have some big heavy hitters in the can. So um, there's a lot. Basically, all the big hitters this year, plus a few sprinkled in for next year, yep. all will come out. And then uh, uh, I don't know how accurate the lineup was, but uh, our friend of the show, uh, Stacy, sent me a list of like Marvel movies, uh, the new release dates on those, and. We're getting quite a bit of Marvel movies next year, which is a good thing. Yeah, so. well, I sent you a, a text the other day that uh, last Friday was supposed to be the day that The Eternals was released Eternals for Marvel. Out, right. And uh, obviously, we're not even going to see that for a while because we still have to wait for Black Widow to be released. Yeah, on that picture, it went like Black Widow in May, and then in July, it was... Um, Shang-Chi, which was supposed to come out in May of next year. Mm. And then The Eternals is still on course, but it's now November of next year. Huh. And then we'll get Spider-Man in December for Christmas. So, um, right. so you know, you get an overabundance. If that's accurate, and as of now, it's hard to tell if any of this is accurate until... Could change at a, yeah, could change at a moment's notice, so you yeah. never know. Were you a fan of the uh, Fantastic Beasts movies? You know, not as much as the Harry Potter movies. You know, Fantastic Beasts were okay. I have a problem with Eddie Redmayne. I can't understand half of what he's saying because he mumbles all his lines. But, uh, you know, they were they were entertaining. All right. Well, fans of the series, I never watched them, so I don't know. Uh, fans of the series are going to be disappointed to know that uh, Johnny Depp has been pulled uh, from the Fantastic Beast salaries. Um he still is going to get his entire salary for Fantastic Beast 3, even though he won't even film it. Hmm. He filmed just one scene for Fantastic Beast 3 before Warner Brothers asked him to resign. But due to his contract, which is a pay-or-play deal, Depp will still make his full eight-figure salary on the movie, despite the single scene's Damn. worth of work. Damn, so, that's a lot That's pretty of money. impressive for uh, for just one scene. That's upwards of $10 million or more. Yeah. Don't know what and it is. And unfortunately... In a nutshell, why he's uh, why he was asked to leave is he's going through a lot of personal. He's going through a real nasty dis- divorce outside in his personal life, and uh, there was some allegations uh, in there that the ex-wife had thrown at him. And I think Warner Brothers just wanted a uh, gentleman. I wash my hands of this <laughs> man, you know. So I think that's that was the big reason why. Yeah. Um, and I know you haven't. Which is too bad. I know you haven't seen it, Tone, but he was essentially the Voldemort character. He was the big bad. You know, uh, it was sort of released that. Um, oh, uh, um, Colin. Um, oh man, it's going to drive me nuts. Um, is it Colin Farrell? Cal- Colin Not- Farrell. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he was uh, in disguise as him in the first movie, and in any case, I wonder how they're going to uh, recast the character because obviously they have to do it with that character. You know, maybe he changes his appearance to evade the law. You know, who knows? But uh, I think they'll figure it out. But they're decent enough movies. Well, okay. Well, maybe I'll have to check them out. They they look all right. I've seen trailers for them and things like that, but never actually watched them. Yeah, just put the closed um, captioning on whenever uh, Eddie Redmayne is talking. Okay, sounds good. I actually understand what he's saying. Yep. And then lastly, in entertainment news, before we roll on the birthdays, as you guys, unless you were living under a rock, um, uh, Joe Biden has elected uh, the 46th president of the United States. He was Say what? Uh, but Alec Baldwin will be losing his job as Donald Trump on Saturday Night Live, and he is overjoyed. 
Uh, Baldwin wrote on Twitter, I don't believe I've ever been this overjoyed to lose a job before. It will be comforting when we have a president who doesn't tweet twice as much as I do. They're going to need an enormous shipment of tissue sent to Marlago onto my next wish. Uh, thanks for everyone who went out and voted in this year's elections. Let's keep this going. But he's pretty stoked to not have to play Donald Trump on Saturday Night Live anymore. Well, you know, it's uh, he may have to for a little bit longer just because, you know, things are still crazy and up in the air. And Yeah. It's, and this is just elect like it nothing is like he has not conceded yet and there's still some dramatic so there's still uh get your popcorn ready we still don't know what the heck's going on it's just 2020 being 2020 yeah so that's why we just entertain you and stay out of that arena so let's boogie on to the birthdays it's my birthday it's a it's a combo of birthdays it's yesterday's and today's into one sandwich Uh, McSteamy, a.k.a. Eric Dane, is 49. And the McSteamy thing is from Grey's Anatomy, if you watch that. La Champion, the lead singer of Fozzie and uh, current AEW wrestler Chris Jericho, 49. Actually, no, he's 50. He's 50, yep. This thing's wrong. He's 50. Um, I got. I had a temp of 98 degrees. Well, this guy was in a band from 98 degrees. <laughs> Nick Lachey, he's 46. Um, still singing about things at 41 years young. Cisco still singing about that thong. Uh, Hulk mash. Hulk, huh? 68. Lou Ferrigno. Uh, the original Hulk. Actually, he's 69 he's today. Is he 69? He is. That, that birthday thing is like, it's inaccurate at times. Yep. You know? So, um, Vanessa Lachey, uh, the wife of... Uh, Nick Lachey shares the same exact birthday as he does. She's 39. Um, And one of the best Instagram photographers you can follow, Clark Little. He's a big Hawaiian uh, photographer of the ocean and uh, wonderful guy. You should follow him on Instagram. 51. I was stretching for birthdays yesterday. And then today's birthday is Ellen Pompeo, who is uh, Meredith Grey on Grey's Anatomy, is 50. Uh, Taryn Egerton, who plays uh, Elton John, and Eggsy yep. in the awesome Kingsman. He's 30. That bug is fuzzy. Tracy Morgan, 51. Uh, let's see. Teddy Bridgewater is 28. Uh, Warren G is 50. Regulate. Zach Ertz is 30. Sinbad, 64. Coach Mike McCarthy, who just wants a win, is 57. And Denver, Bron- Denver Bronco quarterback Drew Locke is popping and locking at age 24. Less dancing, start winning, please. That'd be great. (laughs) Exactly. That's your birthday. Folks, that does it for the entertainment news. When we come back, it's Tuesday, and we do Animal Tales, sponsored by Rough Riders. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. 
Now back to the show indeed. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Tuesday, November 10th. Now we are all over social media with many of you watching us right now on Facebook Live or YouTube Live as we speak. Luckily, Facebook, I've been able to share to more groups. Still can't start a watch party for whatever reason, but uh, it's more of the restrictions that they have with uh, whatever's going on with the elections. But besides that, you can get a hold of us on social media. I'm available at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. That's Christian with a K. Phoenix with an F. Radio, of course, with an R. Or on Instagram and Twitter at Phoenix Media Radio. Tony's available at facebook.com forward slash Tony.Sanfilippo. That's S-A-N-F-I-L-I-P-P-O dot nine four. Or on Instagram at Tony.Sanfilippo81. Now, today is Tuesday, as we do on Tuesdays. We're talking Animal Tales, sponsored by RoughRiders.org. Now, Rough Riders is a 501c3 dog rescue nonprofit based out of here in northern Nevada. And uh, the mission there is to transport dogs from the rural kill shelters into uh, the Reno metro area, working with local shelters, local uh, uh, rescues, to find them homes, give them a second chance at life. If you want more information, head over to roughriders.org or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash roughridersaves. One other thing on that note is uh, I did a wonderful interview with the ladies of Wine Talk uh, late last week. And if you uh, head over to the Facebook page, you can see that it's a discussion. They are uh, a winemakers out of California, and they are donating a portion of their proceeds to anything they sell to roughriders.org. So uh, a wonderful uh, company supporting a wonderful organization. With that being said, let's roll into Animal Tales. Dogs and the cats, they take up the middle where the honeybee hums and the cricket fiddles, the donkey prays and the pony neighs, the old great badger sighs. Listen to the bass, it's a one on the bottom where the bullfrog croaks and the hippopotamus moans and groans with the big to-do and the old cow just goes moo. I just want to start slapping my knee and stick a, <laughs> stick a piece of straw in my mouth and... <laughs> Ah, that one always gets me. Well, let's go ahead and start with our first story in Animal Tales. This one comes out of your neck of the woods, Tony. Denver voters repealed the city's pit bull ban, which is uh, uh, such a wonderful thing. Denver officials are preparing to welcome pit bulls back into city limits with 2J, the measure to repeal the city's ban, leading by a comfortable enough margin to declare victory. Denver joins a nationwide trend to repeal legislation banning pit bulls, which many say discriminates against communities of color. I don't necessarily agree with that, but the path toward repeal was rocky. Mayor Michael uh, Hancock shot down Councilman Chris Herndon's attempt to pass it via city council earlier this year with his first and only veto in three terms. Herndon took it to voters instead, and it drew no major organized opposition leading up to the election. The ban will officially repeal on January 1st and replaced with a type of restricted license. Pitbull owners will be asked to bring their pets, a limit of two pitbulls per home, to the Denver Animal Shelter in Valverde for an assessment, which should take 30 to 45 minutes. City spokesman Kyle Wagner said in a release, the assessments will cost $25 each. If a dog does not share a majority of its characteristics with typical pitbulls, again, I don't agree with that, it will be allowed in Denver with a restricted license. If its appearance does match a pit bull's, the dog will be issued a restricted permit. 
That permit will include documentation for the name and address of the dog's owner, emergency contacts, a description of and recent photograph of the dog, and proof that it's neutered or spayed, microchipped, and vaccinated. The permit will cost an additional $30. Should the dog remain in Denver for three years without incident, the breed-restricted permit requirement can be removed. Uh, it's a step in the right direction. I again don't agree with some of the things that were being said about you know the the typical characteristics of a pit bull pit bulls are no more aggressive than a chihuahua um you know we've got two of them here they are the sweetest dogs in the world uh they will basically sit on your lap love you to death um and it's it's again they get a bad rap for a reason that uh people have taken advantage of their size, their musculature, and their devotion to their owners. Um, other than that, they are just sweet, sweet dogs. So that's my two cents. Yeah, they, yeah no, they really are sweet dogs. Yours and uh, my dad has a couple of uh, pit mixes, and they're very sweet. Uh, very friendly. They're not aggressive at all. They're just muscular, and they're just big. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of the thing, you know. It's, uh, like you said, no – any dog can be a violent type of dog breed. It's just all about how you raise it and how you're brought up. Uh, seems like uh, I'm proud of Denver for making a step in the right direction. That's awesome. Uh, still a lot of hoop jumping, but, uh, mm-hmm. you know, if you got a pit and it's not banned anymore, hey, it's it's worth it if if you really want one. So yeah, yeah. do a yeah. couple of hoop jumps. Great dogs, and they you know they were labeled nanny dogs for the longest times because they have such devotion to their owners. They love kids. My boys will climb all over our dogs, and and they they won't even begin to become aggressive. They they just love the attention. So, right. Good news. Step in the right direction. Still a little biased in in the way that they're handling it, but you know what? I'm not going to complain at this point. Let's move on to our next animal tale. <laughs> More than 600 adoptable cats and dogs were airlifted from Hawaii to the U.S. mainland in the largest animal rescue flight in history, according to Hawaii's Emergency Management Agency. Dubbed Paws Across the Pacific, a chartered Hercules C-130 plane flew across the Hawaiian Islands on October 28th, picking up dogs and cats from overcrowded shelters on Kauai, Oahu, and Maui. Pet shelters in Hawaii are in a COVID-19 crisis. Normal operations have been affected by months of shutdown, economic turndown, limited hours, and routine flights to mainland uh, being halted, said Liz Baker, CEO of Greater Good Charities, which supported the flight in partnership with Wings of Rescue. The pause across the Pacific flight is urgently needed to make space in Hawaii's shelters for at-risk pets who otherwise wouldn't be able to receive necessary care to survive. The plane landed at Seattle's Boeing Field on Thursday, where it was met by volunteers from pet shelter and rescue groups across Washington State, Oregon, Idaho, and Montana. And again, just a a wonderful effort to get dogs out and adopted and safe where they would otherwise potentially be put down. So uh, great job for those folks who uh, were a part of that 600 animal rescue. That's awesome. That's that, always a great – I like the great news where you just, uh, you know, you get the good out of all of that. Mm-hmm. It's it's so nice to see that people are doing what's right for the animals. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, we had a, a duo of good news animal stories. This next one, a little bit on the weirder side. <laughs> Public health officials uh, say a salmonella outbreak linked to pet hedgehogs 
has infected several people across Canada. Oh, Sonic the Adventures will go on. The public health agency of Canada confirmed 11 total cases of salmonella in the provinces of Alberta, Saskatchewan, and Quebec between the months of December 2019 and August 2020. Many of the individuals who became sick reported having direct or indirect contact with hedgehogs before their illness occurred. The agency was able to identify individuals who reported buying hedgehogs from various sources, including pet stores, breeders, or online sellers. The ages of those who became ill are between two months and 63 years old. None of the patients suffered serious health threats or were hospitalized. The majority of those infected are male. The investigation also determined that the infection is spread to an individual's mouth through kissing and hugging the hedgehog. So uh, if you have a hedgehog, just don't kiss Sonic. It's, it's probably better for your safety. Yeah. Oh, Sonic, don't kiss because you can get spikies to the lip. Oh, the kissing adventures, they'll go on. Well, folks, that does it for Animal Tales for this week. When we come back, we have a segment called Babysitting Horror Stories. Don't go anywhere. We'll see you guys in a few. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks, to the fourth and final segment of the first hour of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Tuesday, November 10th. We still have plenty ahead with our second hour. Lots of fun stuff uh, for you coming that way. But in the meantime, if you missed a portion of the show or you want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows, it's easy enough to do so. Head over to phoenixmedia.us, click on the show's link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video, you can get audio as well, or head over to wherever you get podcasts. Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, about 20 in all. While you're there, be sure to subscribe. That way you always have the latest episode. Leave a review. Let us know what you think and tell your friends because sharing is caring. Now we do care about you guys and uh, obviously we were out yesterday. So we missed our Monday segment of Silly Rabbit. This bit is for kids. <laughs> oh, I love that Pee Wee Playhouse uh, yeah. sound. But uh, figured we'd give you just a little taste of that with a segment that we are calling Babysitting Horror Stories. Now, Tony, growing up, aside from watching your sister, did you ever uh, babysit to make a few extra bucks? No. No, not at all. No, I wasn't uh, I wasn't uh, entrusted with that. So okay. um, <clears throat> I sometimes do babysitting now. So. <laughs> but yeah. uh, no, growing up, no. Um, I usually... Uh, just my sister would probably be it, but okay, all right, yeah, no, no like horror stories out of it. Yeah, in my early teens, I did a little bit of babysitting to make a few bucks here or there, but uh, nothing. It wasn't like you know one kid that I'd watch over and over and over again, and and you know form some sort of bond with or anything along those lines, right. Yeah, you know, just you know, if if it was like a, a New Year's Eve party or something, some special occasion, you know what? I was around. I wasn't doing anything uh, in particular, so uh, you know, might as well make a few extra bucks. But uh, first up on the babysitting horror story says, my sister and I were babysitting this little girl who would run around in the dark and giggle like a haunted doll. 
After we put her to bed, she would sneak out, cut all the lights off, and scream. When we asked her why she would do that, she said, I just wanted to scream in the dark. Not to mention her parents came home three hours later than they said they would. When they arrived home and we told them about the situation, they told us, yeah, sometimes she does that at night. It's really weird. I don't know about you, but that would be terrifying. That would be creepy. Kids are creepy to begin with, and, you know, I guess the only other thing she could do is come up and say, they're here. Right. Uh, Next up, you have uh, this person who said, When I was 16, I babysat a very precocious four-year-old. One time she told me she needed to use the restroom, and I asked her if she needed help. She was very insistent that, no, she was a big girl and could do it all by herself. After 15 minutes, I started to worry and knocked on the door. She was like, I'm fine. Don't come in, which prompted me to open the door. What do you think was all over the bathroom tone? Oh... Probably an overflowed toilet. (laughs) Uh, My first guess was that uh, poop was smeared everywhere. But uh, actually, in this case, the sink, toilet, even the bottom parts of the mirror that she could reach were covered with her mom's menstrual pads. I guess she thought they were stickers. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Well, at least they weren't used. Oh, God. That would be a horror story. Borat, very nice. Borat, the moon moon juice. (laughs) Next up, that was uh, disgu- disgusting scene. That was way. pretty gross. <laughs> Next up, this person says, "I used to babysit three boys, a set of twins, and their younger brother. One time, they threw a stool down the stairs and put a huge hole in the wall. On another occasion, when I was giving them all a bath, one of the twins screamed, and I looked over to see the youngest squatting and pooping in the tub. <laughs> oh no! I pooped my pants. <laughs> boys I are disgusting. Boys are gross." I've got two of them. I love them, but they're gross. (laughs) (laughs) Next up, this person says, when I was in high school, I once had to babysit a three-year-old neighbor and my nine-year-old sister. We were tossing a ball between the three of us in the house when it bounced very high and ended up on the balcony. When I went upstairs to retrieve it, my sister yelled, and I looked down to see brown liquid squirting out from under the neighbor girl's pant leg and onto the carpet. I instinctually ran to pick her up with my hand out to protect the white carpet, and a huge pile of diarrhea just plopped right into my hand. Oh, gross. (laughs) That's that's gross. And I bet it still got on the carpet, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. 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 Luckily, my boys never had uh, any of those sort of moments. Uh, I can remember Corbin when he was in his uh, baby seat once had a uh, what I call an asplosion. That's where he, he pooped with so much force that it shot up his back. But uh, luckily, the cleanup was fairly easy on that. So, <laughs> Yeah. Oof, yeah. Next up in babysitting oh. horror stories, you have this person who says, I was babysitting a three-year-old whose grandfather just passed a couple weeks earlier. We were out on a walk when she started singing, I only have two grandmas alive, very, enthous- very enthusiastically. Apparently, this three-year-old was uh, happy that her grandfather passed and got to spend more time with her grandmothers. Wow. Yikes. I don't think she quite comprehended, or maybe she did. Probably not. Yeah. Not at that age. No. Moving on. Once while babysitting this eight-year-old, we went on a walk by a creek. When I bent down to take a picture, she was suddenly right behind me and whispered in my ear, if I were to push you in, no one would ever find you. 
Yeah, I'd keep an eye on that kid. Make sure they're not torturing yeah. animals or, uh, you know, no uh, Dexter proclivities there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's move on with our babysitting horror stories. Here you have my, <clears throat> excuse me, my sister babysat two kids, a four-year-old and a six-year-old. She sent them to get ready for bed while she cleaned the kitchen. When she went upstairs to tuck them in, the four-year-old was missing from her bed. She couldn't find her anywhere, so she put the six-year-old to bed before going back downstairs to call their mom. But before she could dial the phone, the six-year-old suddenly started screaming. Apparently, the four-year-old had wedged herself between her sister's bed and the wall and had been waiting for her to get into bed so she could jump out and scare her. That's actually kind of hilarious, but... uh, Right. Especially for... That one's more fun. Yeah. Especially the younger one doing it to the older one. You know, my my youngest one, Reese, likes to push Corbin's buttons to the extreme, and maybe it's just a a younger sibling thing. Did uh, your sister ever do that to you, or were you more doing that to your sister? Uh, you know, like it was me, like it was our mom that would do it to us. So then I learned how to do that. But, uh, Shannon had her fair share of, uh, freak you out moments to get you for sure. (laughs) Well, I'm sure nowadays she would love the chance to try and freak you out. Yeah. All right, let's move on with our babysitting horror story. says, uh, when I was sitting for an eight-year-old boy, he came up to me, told me to close my eyes and hold out my hands for a surprise. He then put a cold, dead hamster in my open palms. His parents explained after a very panicked phone call that there was nothing to worry about. It had simply been stored in the freezer until the ground was soft enough to give it a proper burial. Needless to say, I did not volunteer my services again. Uh, yeah, that would be a little disconcerting if uh, little kids like here, check out my dead hamster. Yeah, but it just the fact that uh, it was uh, still in there. Couldn't the uh, <clears throat> parents humor the kid and just say, "We'll give it a proper burial," and then just like come up with a box, but then like toss <laughs> the thing? Well, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna share something a a little on the personal side so marley our dachshund recently passed uh 15 years old old age she is in our freezer right now because we have to wait till the ground is soft enough that we can bury her so uh, (laughs) oh gotcha oh damn so we, we definitely sympathize with what you know these folks are going through but at the same time it's a little strange to uh, open up the freezer looking for some ice cream, and there's a uh, pile of blankets there, which you know is our late dog, Marley. Oh, man. It's uh, at least not Tia. So. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Uh, this person says, I was nannying for three kids, a six-month-old, a 10-month-old, and a three-year-old. The six-month-old had a cold, so he was on medication that caused horrible diarrhea. He had a blowout, and I didn't notice until he had scooted his butt across the floor, stuck his hands in the skid mark, and rubbed it all over the curtains. Oh, no. While I was cleaning him up, the three-year-old had walked through the mess, leaving a trail of poop footprints on the floor. All this happened 30 minutes before their mom got home. Oh, I, I don't deal well with the bodily fluids and the bodily functions, and I couldn't imagine being in that position. It's uh, no. just too gross for me. But yeah. uh, what's not too gross for me is the kids and poop. It happens. Is <laughs> the second hour of the show, which is coming up. Folks, don't go anywhere. When we come back, it is our call-in topic of DoorDash disasters. Don't go anywhere. We'll see you guys in about seven minutes.
Laugh it up, fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Here goes the last DJ. Show. It is Tuesday, November 10th. We are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. Still joined by my co-host, Tony San Filippo. Tony, during the break, did you get your smoothie? No, did not do smoothie. No today. smoothie today. I'm out of, I'm out of, no, nah, I'm out of stuff to make it. So. Gotcha. Well, you haven't been able to leave the <laughs> can't, house, so. Can't do it today. That's fair enough. <laughs> no, no, yep, nope, it's starting to get bare, but that's all right, I'll be I'll be allowed to leave starting tomorrow, so. Ooh, the quarantine is almost over, Tone. Almost over. Yep. <laughs> so, nope, I'm just drinking uh, some more tea. Keep the throat going, that's it. There you just go. tea today. Out of your Spider-Man mug. Of course, you can't smell it, but how does it taste? Nice and warm? Nice uh, and hot? It's, yeah, it's nice and warm, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's just kind of a, it's a throat. Uh, th- I have uh, one of the. One of the teas in there is just a throat coating one, so it's didn't have a whole lot of flavor, but yeah, I threw some honey in it and it's good. Getting that throat honey. lubricated. Yeah, yeah, just getting it ready for hour number two, man. Hour uh, number two, here we go. Well, we are into hour number two, and of course, we are in the interactive portion of the show. This is where we want you guys, the listeners and the watchers, to chime in on the topic of the day. Now, the way that we've been doing it is we give you guys the topic the day beforehand. So today we'll give you tomorrow's topic. Ask that you call in on the Phoenix line, 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O. And leave your message for whatever the topic is. Now, if you do want to chime in live on the topic as we're talking about it, you can do that. Head over to facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. From there, just click into the live video that's on right now and put a comment into the comment section. Now, today's topic is DoorDash disasters. Now, obviously, I use DoorDash as an alliteration. It could be Postmates, it could be Uber Eats, could be Instacart, uh, could be any one Uber of Eats. The, the delivery services. We just want to know, where was it disastrous for you? Now, Tony, I know uh, recently you tried getting one, uh, one of your crumble cookies through them, but uh, are there any DoorDash uh, food delivery disasters that come to mind for you? Um, not like disasters. I, they brought me the wrong, uh, one time we did it at work. Uh, uh, we ordered uh, noodles and company and they brought the wrong stuff, but okay. you know, you just make do cause you only have a half hour. So, you know, unfortunately you didn't get quite what you ordered and it's not, you pay for it, but the whole haggle of actually, trying to get it re-delivered to you in a time where you're only on lunch for a half hour and you just make do. Yeah. So luckily it ended up being pretty good, but it just wasn't what 
what me and uh, my coworker ordered. So, uh, well, yeah, that would be my only mass uh, disaster. Okay. Well, at least you got some food and, and it was edible. Um, you know, the one that really comes to mind for me is a few months back, we had ordered um, through DoorDash. Panda Express. Panda Express is about a mile, mile and a half from here. And I don't know exactly how it works if they pick up uh, multiple orders and then drop them off to multiple customers, if they do just one at a time. It seemed like in this case that uh, our order was not only the last to be picked up after it was well ready, but then they went and dropped off all the other orders to a number of other people with ours being the last one to be dropped off, even though we're a mile and a half away. So by the time we got our Panda Express, it was ice cold and they forgot half our order. Which is frustrating because then you have to get a hold of the DoorDash people and, and, you know, they'll issue you a credit. But we were hungry then and we only had half our food, half our cold food for that matter. So, uh, yeah, that's frustrating. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it, obviously, you know, they, they contract with normal people, similar similar to Uber or Lyft, to, to do these things. But, you know, if you are one of those drivers, at least take the time to make sure the order's right or, or plan your, your trip a little bit uh, more accordingly. Because, uh, you know, unfortunately, that doesn't make uh, for very good ratings when uh, they ask you to rate the driver and sometimes you know it, it, is it the driver's fault is it the store's fault is it you know who knows in that case I, I would certainly say it was the driver's fault yeah well that's the thing a lot of these uh just to go pick up anything from uh or to have them deliver it's, it's pricey man yeah so last night i looked at i looked at doing panda express last night and what normally would be my my two plate and entree deal which is like 10 bucks um, it was going to run me after tip, delivery, service fee, and all that. It was going to be nineteen dollars, and I was just like, I can't justify nineteen dollars for Panda. No way, you know. And so I ended up just staying home and cook. Well, obviously I can't leave, so I <laughs> I had to just cook my own. You know, I made my own Chinese, which it was okay. It was save me nineteen bucks. Mm-hmm. I had to cook my own, and I overdid it in the uh, in the fryer, the air oh, fryer. No. I kept it in just a smidge too long, so it was just a little too crunchy. Oh, but the air fryer! What a oh, the air fryer wonderful rocks, invention! Man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but, it rocks. But folks, that's what we're looking for. We are looking for your DoorDash disasters. When did it just go wrong for you? Go ahead and chime in now on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. Click on the video comment there. Folks, when we come back, it is all about you. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back in a few. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Tuesday, November 10th. We are smack dab in the middle of our interactive portion of the show. Smack dab. The topic today is DoorDash disasters. And again, it doesn't have to be DoorDash. It can be Instacart, Uber Eats, Postmates, Grubhub, 
any of those. We just want to know when a food delivery service failed you. Now, uh, Tony, <laughs> Tony uh, anybody chime in on your end as far as uh, disasters? No, sadly, no one has chimed in on the Phoenix page, or at least on my shared uh, Phoenix uh, stream. And uh, I talked to Mike and Lacey, and they've actually had nothing but good experiences. So they've they have yet to experience a bad one. So hey, that's awesome. Good for them. Uh, before the break, you were talking about uh, delivery fees being uh, prohibitive to getting it done. And, you know, in a lot of cases, uh, you know, you'll look for a special a $0 delivery fee or two ninety nine dollars delivery fee. And then they've got service fees and taxes and things like that. Uh, but one day, again, a couple months ago, we were craving Chinese food. And uh, our favorite place just a few miles away from here is Fortune Palace. And Oh, it, yeah, right there, Fortune Palace. And they're so good. Tony, you've been there a number of times. It's uh, it's just delicious quality Chinese food, but it tends to be a little bit more on the expensive side. So uh, we went through, we were on one of the apps, I think it was DoorDash, going through, figuring out what we want and, you know, the combos. And it took us a good 30 minutes to really sort of dial it in, put it together. And then when we got to the checkout, Noticed that the delivery fee was $18.95, and uh, it just threw a wrench in that whole idea, and we had to start from scratch with a whole other uh, place to get food from, because I'm not paying 20 bucks for delivery. That's ludicrous. Yeah, there's there's times I bail. Like, seriously, last night, that was one of them. I tried to do it for uh, Crumble uh, on, on uh, Friday when I was talking to you, and I just wanted a single cookie, just one. Like I didn't need my, I didn't need four. Mm -hmm. The crumble cookies are so damn big um, that uh, a four pack is normally like eleven dollars if you just go pick it up at the store. But they wouldn't do a single one. You could only do like four and higher. Well, the four pack, the eleven dollar cookie was gonna be like twenty two fifty after service fees, and I it's just it's enough to turn me off where I'm just like, no, nah, I don't need it that bad. Right. Then you got to tip the delivery driver on top of that. And, right. Right. And the one thing I will say is, you know, these delivery drivers they're making the best out of you know a hard uh, job market right now. You know, as long as everything is good, give them a good tip. Mm -hmm. You know, help them out. Obviously, they yeah. are they are helping you with the convenience of not having to leave the house. So, you know, that's definitely you know, okay. and it's uh, doing a lot of contactless delivery or uh, pickup. You know, during the whole pandemic and stuff, it's kind of crazy to me. Like, because a lot of the times you don't have to interact with anybody, so you can walk right in and just grab your food, and they don't even ask for me. They don't ask for me. <laughs> it's kind of weird. Yeah, it's sort of the honor you system. Know? You know, it's you have to. Uh, make sure that you're grabbing the right food and they trust that you're grabbing it. And cause if not, yeah. then that whole thing is screwed up. But uh, yeah, that's just the it's way crazy it is. how that just works. They're just like, mm, they don't check, you know? So. <laughs> well, while we're talking DoorDash disaster stories, here's some weird stories from the opposite side of the coin from the delivery drivers themselves. For instance, yeah. this person said, pulled up to this easily $1.5 to $2 million house. Lady opens the door, and she's signing the receipt when I hear, Bethany, Willis is in the dog food again. This is deep in Louisiana, so this is all in typical southern drawl. I look behind her and see a man chasing a full-grown potbelly pig wearing an LSU jersey away from what I assume is the dog food. 
Willis returned to the area shortly after. Was it a Burrow jersey? <laughs> hey, it might have been. I don't know. But, uh, you know, only in the South do you get uh, pot belly pigs wearing uh, college football jerseys uh, getting into the dog food. That's pretty awesome. That's, that's pretty cool. <laughs> You have this delivery driver who said, uh, delivered 30 pizzas to an Amish family. About 35-minute drive. The entire family met me outside to grab a pizza. I took the rest in and followed them inside to the dining table. The elder of the family gestured to me to sit down with them, and he pointed to the one open seat. I realized that they had saved me a seat to eat with them. I didn't know too much about the Amish back then, and I wasn't sure how rude it would be to say that I was working or couldn't or shouldn't. I was also thinking, on the other hand, that they could kill me. Remember, I was an uneducated 16-year-old. <laughs> so I sat down and ate two slices of pepperoni pizza with them. I found the girl across the table to be very attractive. They said a prayer of some sort and didn't talk much after that. Just asked my name and how thankful they were for me to drive all that way. I finally had to go back to work. They didn't tip, which was fine. I enjoyed the time with them. My only question here is, how did the Amish family order the food? They don't believe in technology. They couldn't have called it. They couldn't have yeah. uh, used an app. That that whole thing was weird to me. Yeah, because like, why would the Amish do? They don't. From my knowledge, I'm I'm pretty uneducated with it. But just based on what I know, again, no technology. How how are they ordering this stuff? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they. And why aren't they making their own food? <laughs> Maybe they yeah. sent a uh, pigeon to the uh, pizza I just place. I like how he's like the girl was attractive. Hey, you're 16 years old and cute Amish girl sitting across from you. Yeah, you never know, folks. There is still time if you do oh, want. Thanks. If you want to chime in on your DoorDash disasters, just head over to our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. Click into the live video there and put your story. Uh, it can be a short one, but uh, let's move on with the opposite side of the coin and delivery driver stories. You have a uh, person who says mid to late 50 year old man comes to the door in an open towel robe wearing spider-man undies hey he's rocking undies uh, similar to your to my mug today <laughs> says i was a chinese Weird. i was a chinese food delivery girl back in high school this gentleman opened the door very casually and honestly i didn't think much of his undies what was really funny was from the other room i heard what i assumed to be his wife call out is that chinese or pizza did i win the man saw the white plastic bag inside you won. As he was closing the door after giving a generous tip, all I could hear was a celebratory woo from the woman. So uh, apparently they were testing to see what would arrive first, the Chinese or the uh, pizza, which actually we did something very similar over the weekend. We ordered um, Little Caesars. I was craving some uh, crazy bread, and we ordered uh, Baskin Robbins, and uh, we were competing. I ordered the uh, the pizza. Jesse ordered the Baskin Robbins. We were comp competing to see what arrived first, and the um, ice cream won out. So uh, we had a little pre-pizza uh, dessert, to say the least. You know, it's, it's funny. On uh, Sunday during football, I actually craved Little Caesars, the uh, deep dish one. Uh-huh. Yeah, like how we used to uh, do it when we were roommates. Uh, like, you know, I don't like regular Little Caesar pizza. I think it sucks. It's but not the every best. every once in a while, the crazy bread and that deep dish, pretty good. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it, it was definitely calling. We were uh, going to go out to a new pizza place around here, but uh, I my body just wasn't feeling it. So we ordered in and luckily had uh, some good ice cream and some decent pizza. Some killer yeah, crazy bread. Yeah, it's always just decent, yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, moving on with uh, delivery driver weird stories. Says, I once delivered pizza to what seemed like a gang house. I pulled up and there were all these intimidating dudes with tattoos and bandanas all wearing the same colored clothes. I puckered up and felt my scrotum shrivel as I awkwardly shuffled past them with a bunch of pizzas to ring the doorbell. They were all staring me down. It felt like the longest walk ever. The person who ordered the pizza must have been the head honcho because he looked like the baddest of the bunch. The total was like 70 bucks, and he gave me a $100 bill and told me to keep the change. I bolted out of there and returned back to the pizza place on autopilot because I was so scared. Hey, at least he got a nice tip out of it, 30 bucks. Yeah, he got a good tip, and he's judging. Yeah, what a judgy. Yeah. What, if, what if they're not even a gang? They're just a bunch of bros that are... Hanging out and yeah. having pizza. Maybe there were a yeah. bunch of uh, friends who were all dressed in leather and black going to see a Volbeat concert and thought maybe yeah. they were in a biker gang, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely judgy, judgy pizza boy there. <laughs> but a picture, it made me uh, think of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, like getting all nervous, like when he, he's dropping the pizza off at the uh, the sewer area. Oh, yeah. <laughs> What what was the line? Take the money, leave the pizza, or yeah, huh. it was something uh, something about the good pizza is divine, but never pay full price for a late pizza. Yeah, something like so, that. Something along those. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Moving on, we've got uh, yeah, I got time for a couple more. Says I delivered pizza to a house. The instruction said to open the gate and go into the backyard and knock on the back door. Now, it was really early. I showed up at their door probably 12 to 15 minutes after they had placed the order as we were very slow. As I entered the backyard, I heard really loud moaning coming from the open window and realized the customers <laughs> were having sex. I'm Sausage! Not, I'm not the one to ruin a good time, so I decided to wait until they finished before I knocked on the door. I just Creeper. stood there in the backyard with a pizza in my hand for a good 10 minutes. One of their neighbors No. One of their neighbors had heard what was going on and saw me <laughs> in there and decided to pop outside and just stand there staring at me the whole time, making sure that I'm not stealing anything. Anyway, the most awkward ten minutes of my life. <laughs> that is just creepy, man. Oh, I'm sure these people see everything. Yeah. All right, and then well, yeah, no big deal. You sitting there and uh, you're giving her the ham sausage there. Uh, I just was holding you the pineapple pizza here. <laughs> I didn't want to interrupt. <laughs> hey, maybe if you did interrupt, it would have been a uh, you know, pizza for three, if you know what I mean. <laughs> All right, finally, who brought the breadsticks? <laughs> a man answered the door in a robe. The robe was closed, but I guess he wasn't wearing underwear. Because as we're exchanging oh, money, a stream of piss starts <laughs> a stream of piss starts to fall between his legs and right onto his carpet. He doesn't seem to notice or just doesn't care. I take a big step backward out of the splash zone and he just keeps making small talk while it's happening. Ooh, if I ever get to that point, please put me down cuz uh, that's mm. that's very uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, that's awkward, man. These are like scary stories for the delivery drivers. Uh I did delivery once in my life, and I did not have any crazy stuff like that. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Granted, I only did it for two days, and then I called it quits. So. Yeah, probably for the best. Well, folks, yeah. that does it for our interactive portion of the show where we were talking about DoorDash disasters. When we come back, we'll talk, tell you about tomorrow's topic, and then we've got a segment called You Do What? Don't go anywhere. We'll be back in a few.
everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. Here we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Tuesday, November 10th. Now we have the Phoenix line. It is a 24-hour day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line, giving you guys the opportunity to chime in on anything whatsoever, and it is how we accept our call-in topics for the next day. For instance, tomorrow's call-in topic is Black Friday Fails. It's something uh, Tony and I have been talking about doing for a little while now, and uh, obviously we're creeping up on that time. And, of course, retailers right now are starting their Black Friday deals well before the actual Black Friday. So we do want to hear about uh, where you've had an issue with Black Friday. Maybe you were trampled to death. Of course, if that's the case, you'd be calling from the great beyond. But you know what? We do want to hear from you. On the Phoenix line, that number 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O. Or 855-336-4973 for the alphanumerically impaired. All we ask is that you keep it entertaining. We'll compile those together, put them out in a future show. Now, in this show, uh, in this segment, wanted to talk about uh, you do what? Basically, after people find out uh, what your profession is, well, they've got uh, some questions for you that uh, maybe don't necessarily make sense or are just way off base. Now, Tony, obviously being a uh, with Costco for you know, almost 20 a, years, yeah, almost yeah. a quarter of a decade, uh, a quarter of a century. Um, you know, obviously, we bounce questions off of you on uh, return policy stuff or when stuff's going to mm-hmm. be coming in. But has anybody ever asked you just the weirdest, most random question after learning that you work at Costco? Um, off the top of my head, nothing, nothing too weird. I mean, most people get all happy and they love Costco and they'll start talking about products there. Um, one time when I helped a lady find uh, a Christmas gift that uh, we were sold out of. I was in Thornton at the time and I found her I think it was like the Fort Collins store, the one I'm at now, Timnith had something and I told her that they would hold it for her. She's like you made me so happy I could kiss you. I'm going to kiss you on the cheek and then she kissed me on the cheek. So hey, that's um, nice. that was that was random. It was just a, it was an elderly lady. She was super happy. I made her day. Uh enough to kiss me on the cheek it was a little weird but uh that was probably the strangest thing i could think of but no one said anything like weird like oh you work at costco i'm gonna stab you <laughs> what what no now prior to this life of broadcast and and all of this i had worked in the automotive industry um working for luxury car manufacturers and uh, there was one time I told somebody you know i'm a marketing director for mercedes-benz and uh to which point they said, oh, you know what? I'm having a problem with my engine. Would you mind checking it out? I'm not a mechanic. Yeah. yeah. I worked for a car company, but uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's apples and oranges. And, you know, I know yeah, my way yeah, around. Sorry, I, I can't. I just, I don't handle that stuff. Sorry. Exactly. So that's what uh, we're running down. For instance, uh, you have uh, this person who said, oh, you're a programmer. I have a problem with my printer. Again, it's it's like the engine programming and uh, IT is uh, quite a bit different. We have friends who are uh, photographers. They uh, currently photograph dogs, but they prior did uh, weddings and and celebrations and events. Well, I'm sure they got this one all the time after people found out that they are a photographer. You're invited to my party event wedding celebration. By the way, could you please bring your camera with you? 
all they want is free photos, obviously. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it's not a inexpensive service. Um, you know, photography, good photography can be expensive, but it's well worth paying a good photographer for. So, no, oh, absolutely. Instead of, oh, well, just bring your camera. Oh, so you're assuming I'm just going to take pictures this whole time? Okay. Right, right. And, you know, give you these high quality photos. Not so much. Way to go, a-hole! Give me stuff for free, please. (laughs) Here's one that I know my brother gets. He's a graphic designer. Person says, oh, you're a graphic designer. Can you make a logo for me really quick? It's for my cousin's birthday. I don't have any money to pay, but we'll have multiple revisions that will cut into your actual paying work time, but then get upset when you ask for payment. Again, don't ask for free things and don't expect that graphic designers just have a button that magically create a logo for you. There's a lot of work and you know dedication that has to go into create these logos. It's more than just pushing a button and expecting something to magically come out. Right. Jeez Louise, man. <laughs> Here's one that I get all the time, obviously, from a background in marketing and doing what I do here person asks, oh, you work in social media? How do I blow up my Instagram or YouTube? Conversation usually then goes somewhat like this. Well, you need to provide good content that matches your target audience, to which they reply, yeah, but I don't want to put any real work into that. Okay, then buy 500,000 fake subscribers from India or China. Yeah, but they're not real. Well, then you're not providing any real content. You know, there's no easy way to blow up your following. You know, it's it's not... yeah, you know, it, it, it's a lot of hard work. It's consistent content. It's it's the reason we do this show each and every day. It's to uh, keep things consistent and provide, you know, uh, entertaining content to promote the things that we need to promote. So, Absolutely. Just the way That's the whole thing. you got to find your niche audience out there, too. It doesn't just, you know, just throw your name out there and you get a bunch of followers. It just doesn't work that way. No, no. It's finding your audience and refining that audience and figuring out, uh, you know, who you're speaking to. And so, uh, obviously, we appreciate those that we're speaking to for this show and the various shows across Phoenix Media. Yes, thank you. As always. Sharing is caring. (laughs) Moving on with, oh, you do what? You have this person who said, oh, you're a pharmacist? Well, I have this huge gaping wound on my left butt cheek. Can you look at it and tell me what I can use over the counter? To which their reply is usually, sir, you probably need to go to the hospital. Yeah. Pharmacists are not doctors, and of course, they don't have a over-the-counter solution for everything that ails you. But come on, they're pharmacy, uh, pharmacy techs and all that. Pharm- <laughs> pharmacists. Well, I'm pharmacists too, yeah. Yeah, you I was gonna say to- my ex as a, when she was a tech. I mean, I think she still is. I don't know, but she used to get asked weird stuff like that all the time. Like, so I'm having this rash. What should I use? You know, like you get all kinds of weird stuff. She would get. <laughs> she would come home and tell me a lot of that stuff. Hey, there's no uh, patient uh, pharmacist confi- confidentiality. So uh, be careful what you tell your pharmacist. Yeah, absolutely, because. Uh, you know, granted they don't use names. I'll never, I never heard who or what asked, but it was always this person asked me for this. I'm like, <laughs> the extra strength uh, ass cream. Yes, where's the ass cream? The hemorrhoids are killing me. Uh, moving on with you do what? Oh, you're a musician. Play that one go- that goes ba da dum dum da dum bum bum. Again, you know, just because they're a musician doesn't know they know every single song. And uh, when you see a musician perform, it's because they've had 
hours upon hours of practicing that one specific song. They're not just going to bust out whatever they can off the top of their head. Many can't. Some can, but, uh, you know, it, it's practice and dedication. And uh, again, just like uh, any of these other jobs, they do it professionally. And of course, they have to practice professionally. So, yeah. Well, you know, it's funny too. That remind me of when we worked at the video store, uh, people would always be like, oh, cool. You work at the movie store. Do you have that one movie with the one guy? You know, he was in that thing with the action star who. God, they were in the, that movie, you know, that the one with the guy and he was in the, the elevator shaft, you know. Well, you know that, what I'm talking about? That's, they used to get that a lot. That's part like, of where my encyclopedic knowledge of random movie and pop culture things came from was exactly those people saying, oh, you know, the one with the guy that was in that other movie with the girl that they did this and, you know, being able to put, you know, this maze of questions together to figure out what they're actually talking about so yeah. uh, that useless trivia comes in handy if you do six degrees of separation you can literally link any two actors to one another yeah yeah we used to spend many a night at uh, late night at denny's drinking coffee denny's doing that yeah like trying to link giving each other like uh why don't you think uh judge both of the whole code yeah. okay <laughs> it can't it, it can be done yeah so yeah but uh, we digress. Moving on with you do what? For instance, this person who's asked, uh, oh, you work in a law firm? My son's ex-girlfriend wants full custody of their kid. What should he do? Dude, I'm a paralegal. He needs to get a lawyer. <laughs> there are no shortcuts. No. Uh, let's see. Moving on. Uh, a couple ones that eh, kind of lame. Let's try this one. Oh, you work in construction. <laughs> Proceeds to ask about fixing things around the house, asking if something was installed wrong because it doesn't look right or wanting price quotes, quotes for various projects. Again, uh, not everybody in construction is a contractor, uh, you know, somebody who deals in all things. Many of them are specialized in certain things, whether it's uh, woodwork or stonework or whatever, painting. Just because they work in construction doesn't mean that they cover all facets of that construction. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. And then finally, oh, you're an accountant. Can you do my taxes? No, Mary, I can't. I work for a corporate company, not the freaking H&R Block. Simple. Yeah, yeah. Ask yeah, follow-up you know, questions, people. It, it makes me think, too, earlier uh, with Costco, you know, being at Costco, I get a lot from people um, if we have, a, like, like if – I'm not at work. They'll ask me like how much a membership is. And then if we carry certain items. So luckily I'm pretty vast in knowledge, but sometimes it's a little ridiculous where you're like, I yeah. don't know. And to be fair, there are times where I'll be at my Costco and I'll text you and say, Hey, does my Costco have this? And yeah, no, go that's just fine. Mike does that too. It's always good. But I'm talking like sometimes people I just met, they'll ask me, Oh, well, do you have this at Costco? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Go online, folks. That's what a phone is yeah. for. Folks, so different. that does it for this segment of You Do What. When we come back, we're Do headed what? into the final segment of the show. It's time for This Day in History. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back. Get 
everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. We've made it to the final segment of the final hour of this edition of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show on a Tuesday, November 10th. Now, if you missed a portion of the show or you want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows, it's easy enough to do so. Head over to phoenixmedia.us, click on the show's link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video or audio as well, or head over to wherever you get podcasts, whether it's Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, Doozer, Dozer, Geezer, Gozer. Are you a god? Yes, sir. I am. (laughs) And saved us all. While you are there, be sure to subscribe. That way you always have the latest episode. Leave a review. Let us know what you think. And tell your friends. Because why, Tony? Sharing is caring. Sharing is caring. And we care. We care so much that we like to drop a little knowledge on you each day. Hopefully make you laugh at the same time. It is time for This Day in History. This is the for the stories that turn the world on its head. It's This Day in History with your correspondent on the beat. Christian Phoenix. <laughs> Always appreciated, Siri. All right, kicking off this day in 1619, Rene Descartes has the dream that inspires his meditations on first philosophy. Tony, do you ever have dreams that inspire you to write papers or do something? Maybe do something, but not write papers, no. Okay. Yeah, for me, uh, it's usually waking up with a song stuck in my head that inspires me to listen to that album. For instance, this morning, I inexplicably woke up with a corn's freak on a leash stuck in my head. Can't tell you why. It just happened to be there. (laughs) Moving on. This day in 1871, Henry Morton Stanley encounters David Livingstone at Ujiji near Lake Tanganyika in Central Africa with the immortal words, Dr. Dr. Livingstone, I presume. Oh, that that was a tongue twister there, buddy. Yeah, there's some hard words. You're going to say Lake Titicaca or something. (laughs) Ah, Lake Titicaca. Yeah, not in Central Africa, but uh, I'm sure you've heard that before. Dr. Livingstone, I presume. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think a lot of the cartoons used to, uh, to utilize that in whatever fashion so there's their running gag back in the day and as kids we just we just were like okay yeah never knew quite what it meant or where it was from well now you know now we know this day in 1885 german engineer gottlieb daimler unveils the world's first motorcycle a lot of people don't uh, realize that uh, he was also the inventor of the automobile and of course named his car company after his daughter mercedes oh a lot of a lot of a lot of history tied into that. Yeah, I I mentioned in the last segment uh, that I had spent some time working for Mercedes Benz. My family worked for Mercedes Benz, so fortunately or unfortunately, depending on how you look at it, uh, I've got uh, sort of a wealth of Mercedes Benz knowledge, including the history of uh, how it all got started with Gottlieb Daimler. That's awesome, Gottlieb Gottlieb. He's <laughs> <is> my motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> He's German, not British. Well, he's going to be British for this segment. <laughs> Got lay. This day in 1911, Andrew Carnegie forms Carnegie Corporation for scholarly and charitable works. And, of course, everybody's familiar with Carnegie Hall and Carnegie just about everything. Yeah. I was just going to ask if he was tied to Carnegie Hall, but you answered that one, and now we know. Yep. 
This day in 1917, new Bolshevik government under Lenin. No, not John Lenin or Thomas Lenin. Vladimir Lenin. Bolshevik. Suspends freedom of press temporarily during the October Revolution, which I'm still dumbfounded is something that occurred in November. Is Bolshevik. <laughs> I, I tell you, it's a bunch of Bolshevik. It's a steaming pile of Bolshevik. It's a big pile of Bolshevik. <laughs> this day in 1920, George Bernard Shaw's Heartbreak House premieres in New York City. Uh, that was a play. Don't know much more beyond that. Now, come on down to Heartbreak House. It's going to be a bunch of Bolshevik. <laughs> This day in 1931, the fourth Academy Awards, Cimarron, starring Lionel Barrymore and Marie Dressler wins. And of course, if you recognize Lionel Barrymore, that is the grandfather to Drew. That's what I was just about to ask. Again, answered the question I was thinking to ask. So. Beating you to the punch tone. This day in 1934, the first NHL penalty shot is awarded to Montreal Canadiens forward Armand Mondou, stopped by Toronto goaltender George Hainsworth in the Maple Leafs' win two to one. And so Armand uh, Mondou. <laughs> I don't know about you, but uh, hockey for me is always a little tough to follow. It's it's so fast paced, trying to figure out what's going on. My favorite is always the penalty shots because it's the it's, penalty shots are great. Yeah, yeah, it's a one on one thing, and and you know what what you see exactly what happens. And of course, now they're a little bit easier than they used to be uh, as of maybe a decade ago, uh, that uh, the goalies uh, pads aren't as big. You know, it used to be for the longest time, a goalie could essentially fill the entire goal and it was boring. You'd get zero to zero games and not a whole lot of fun. Right. Here's something I never knew. This day in 1940, Walt Disney begins serving as an informer for the Los Angeles office of the FBI. His job is to report back information on Hollywood subversives. And of course, this was, uh, you know, back in the blacklist time, the McCarthy era of, uh, you know, God forbid somebody's a uh, uh, Nazi sympathizer or a uh, Russian sympathizer. Yeah. <laughs> we don't talk often about World War II, but uh, in this case, I think it's worth stating this day in 1954, the Marine Corps War Memorial unveiled in Arlington, Virginia, is dedicated to the U.S. Marine Corps who died in defense of the U.S. since 1775. And of course, it is that statue of the Marines uh, raising the flag in Iwo Jima. Um, just oh, a, nice. Yeah, just an iconic image. So uh, well worth uh, covering and uh, honoring those folks who uh, gave their lives during World War II. Absolutely. Back to the NHL this day in 1963. Detroit right-wing Gordie Howe surpasses Maurice Richard as leading NHL all-time goal scorer with his 545th career goal in a 3-0 Red Wings victory over Montreal Canadiens in Detroit. That's a lot of goals. That is a lot of goals. That's a great job. Yep. On this day in history. Tony, do you want to go on down to Sesame Street? I sure do. Well, this day... Come on, Mr. Noodle. Let's go right down with Elmo. This day in 1969. Nice. Sesame Street premieres on PBS television. Of course, it is the brainchild of Jim Henson, who's brought us so many great Muppet-related characters over the years. Minus Sweetums. (laughs) Who still gives Tony the wheelies. I don't like Sweetums. 
<laughs> no, I hate to say it, Elmo wasn't an original uh, no. uh, Sesame Street character either. Because I remember when we were kids, that was not one character I was familiar with. Yeah. I want to say he popped up in the early 90s. Yeah. Because we had like Grover was like a real big one. Yeah. You know, super, super Grover. <laughs> like he was really popular. And uh, Oscar the Grouch. He was always my favorite. Just curmudgeon. Yeah, I always had a lot of Oscar the Grouch merch as a kid. Yeah. And Cookie Monster. <laughs> oh, Cookie Monster was by far cookie, my favorite. Cookie. Considering how much I love cookies. Cookies. Yeah. Moving on this day in 1988, Oral Hershiser is the unanimous choice as the NL Cy Young Award winner. He was a great pitcher in his time. He was a fantastic pitcher for the uh, Los Angeles Dodgers. Um, now he's one of the commentators for the Dodgers. Is he really? I didn't yeah, know Yeah, he is. That'd be worth tuning in for. Yeah, good old Oral. That, weird name, too. Weird name, Oral yeah. Oral yeah. yeah. I, I wouldn't want to grow up with that name. <laughs> What's your name? Oral. Oral gel? Nope. Oral Hershizer. Oh, and finally, this day in 1990, the John Hughes film Home Alone, directed by Chris Columbus, starring Macaulay Culkin, premieres in Chicago. Yeah, that was a good movie. That was a lot of fun. And uh, Macaulay Culkin uh, put a post out recently. I guess it was his birthday. And basically said, if this doesn't make you feel old, I'm 40 now. <laughs> that makes me feel old. Yeah. It does, because he was our age, uh, well, obviously, when we, uh, well, we were a year younger, thank God, but uh, when we watched Kevin McAllister yeah, yeah. take on Pesci and Stern there. Of course, the character never ages, because we continue to watch it, and it's it's weird to put that uh, connection together, but... Uh, right. In any case, folks, let's roll into today's holidays. I'm going to get that I'm going to get that sound bite eventually. Today is National Area Code Day. Yeah, it's the uh, 303, the 970, the 775, the 702. Yep. Just as boring, today is International Accounting Day. Oh, hey, will you do my taxes for me? (laughs) Today is National Forget-Me-Not Day, which uh, actually is about reconnecting with old friends and family. Okay. Oh, well, that... That's good. I heard from somebody I haven't heard from in a long time this morning, so that's good. There you go. It's National Vanilla Cupcake Day. That's something I can certainly mm-hmm. get behind. Cupcakes. <laughs> it is National Young Readers Day. It is World Science Day for Peace and Development. It's the United States Marine Corps Day. And, of course, as we mentioned, Ooh, it is National Sesame Street Day. So, folks, that does it for today's <laughs> show. <laughs> We'll be back tomorrow with a brand new episode. And being Wednesday, it is Words Are Hard Wednesday. Folks, enjoy the rest of your Tuesday.